0: Hi and welcome to Old Enough Fairy Tales. I'm Anna and I'm Kirsten and this week I finally completed a collection of my favorite books only to receive them and be sorely disappointed. So I got The last three books in one of my favorite series, A Series of Unfortunate Events. And Anna probably knows I've been looking for the last three books in paperback for years because you actually told me at one point that you didn't think they like printed them. In paperback because i couldn't find them anywhere yeah you're like well they probably just don't print them they probably just put oh, them in hardcover. Oh, like i don't remember that <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I and i realized like oh you're probably right because i could not find them anywhere in paperback and the rest of my series is paperback so you know i'm not gonna buy the last three in hardcover so i finally just like found them on um i think i found them on thriftbooks actually and I was so excited that I found the last three. So the last three are, I think the Grim Grotto is number 11. And then there's the Penultimate Peril. And then the last one is called The End. I got them in the mail and (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, I've been waiting for years and years and years to finish this collection. And I got them, they exist. They're the right books and they're paperbacks, but they are like, half an inch shorter than the rest oh no I'm so upset I think I'm thinking that they didn't print them in like if the rest if the rest of my series is American you know they probably didn't print them as paperbacks in America but the ones on thrift books were probably a different country's edition because usually like the UK books are a different height than Mm -hmm. US books I know I'm being so picky and some people probably think I'm crazy, but as a book collector, yes. like these are these are some of my favorite childhood books ever.
1: Well, that's why I had, when I bought the Inheritance Game series, Yeah, I had bought the first two and paperback was out and then I didn't want to wait for Final Gambit. So I bought it in hardcover. Then no. I gave my paperbacks to my sister-in-law and justified <laughs> buying the first two in hardcover uh yeah. so i would have the set in hardcover so i still
0: only have the first book of the inheritance games even though i've read the whole trilogy the second one is the best the second one is good i kind of read them very very fast so i have trouble like differentiating <laughs> each other <laughs> but, like, that's muddy and especially since i read them on my kindle so i don't have like different memories associated with like the physical books or anything mm-hmm. like that so anyway let's talk about some recent reads you want to kick us off anna
1: Okay. So we both finished The Murder of Mr. Wickham and yes, it did. was so good. Was I good. loved the ending. I I literally didn't know who the who the killer was until like mm-hmm. the last fourth of the book. And I'm like, I think I know who it is. Yeah, and I, I was guess right. it too, but, but not it until was the end. So good. The resolution was very, very good. I liked how it yeah it resolved. And yeah. I immediately ordered the second one in the series. I read the first one. Me paragraph. too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the second one is
1: called The Late Mrs. Willoughby.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: we're probably gonna buddy read that one in a yeah. little bit. I'm rereading yeah. the Wonderland Trials because I got it in the mail yesterday. <laughs> oh so pretty I'm rereading
0: a book right now, too. And I'm gonna talk <laughs> about it later in the podcast. But as soon as we finish our rereads, we could buddy read.
1: Yeah, but it was just it was very cute. There was um I left a little bit of a content review. I did I did I write a review yet? Uh, I was thinking no. about it. I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> I was talking to a friend about it because he likes uh mystery books and I was like you might like mm-hmm. this even if you don't like Jane Austen. Um uh, so yeah. I thought it was fun because it's like it's like a cozy mystery. Yeah. And it's it's very it's not heavy and depressing. Oh really. yeah, it's definitely um, light. So um I might have been telling him about it and like the content, but I I thought it was great uh, for a murder mystery and it was not disgusting and full of stuff that I don't want to fill my brain or... with. So Yeah, it just <laughs> it just wasn't it wasn't there's was, there were twists but it wasn't like Yeah
0: there wasn't know, like maybe, unnecessary trauma and adrenaline just for the sake of you know making your yeah, heartbeat faster yeah. and i
1: think it's because of the era it's set in and there were so mm-hmm. many expectations of how people were supposed yes. to behave that made hit. it a little bit less i don't know what the word i'm looking for is just dramatic yeah or or just Gushy. gross and like why why do i need this in this yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. it's
0: yeah anyway actual story yeah yes
1: and so i recommend it. it was it was a five star for me how many was it for you
0: it was a four star for me but like a solid four stars like that's not rounded up or down or anything solid four stars just because like i could have lived with it more intrigue and a little like not adrenaline but a little bit more a little bit more twists yeah i could see yeah. a few more
1: twists of like yeah. oh
0: um, yeah it was like the decorum was almost too set in place, and so the I felt like the whole book, all of the characters were absolutely miserable, except for like two of them, and they were only like half miserable. And you're like going through all these perspectives, and everyone's having the worst time of their lives, which is fine. Someone was murdered, I which understand. I mean, if someone was murdered in the house, yeah. unseen, I think I'd be a little like. But it it <laughs> kept you at the same kind of I don't know, in the same space of yeah. like emotions, and so I could have, you know. I would have liked some more. Ups and and downs. I think you
1: got a little of that with Juliet. Yes. In the story, because yeah. she was a little bit more like that. Where Jonathan, mm-hmm. maybe because of the type of character he is, he was more
0: level-headed. Well, he has a lot of anxiety too, which was interesting. Yeah,
1: and I liked, I liked the twist. Um, I liked how they resolved each character's arc, though. Yeah. Like there wasn't yeah. any like hang.
0: Each I was, was worried about that because every single yeah. like there's so many characters in this book and every single character is going through something but I it was loved that she resolved all it of was it. satisfying in the end yeah for sure
1: I'm thinking yeah. of one's own part in particular and maybe made me grin like an idiot and I was so wait, wait wait
0: give me like a keyword so I know what you're talking about
1: the Darcy's oh <laughs> I was smiling <laughs> and I loved it so much I that was my favorite one yeah yeah I liked that one Okay. Anywho, so that was that was
0: both <laughs> our recent reads but you can go next <laughs> and that is the murder of mr wickham by claudia gray yes. okay so the first book i'm going to talk about is jane eyre by charlotte bronte i think i brought this up in the last episode or something mm-hmm. but i finished it and i honestly loved it it was uh, it was one of those books that i like started in high school and never finished just kind of <laughs> drifted off in a way it's, it's a- it's chonky one it is it is big but I listened to it I really liked the reader and Mm. oh my word Jane Eyre is really good like it was a four star for me I really you know which is good that's a good rating for me it's good for her because she's very picky on (laughs) her ratings as we've discussed (laughs) um I've met people who are pickier though (laughs) wow really oh yeah absolutely um and so I guess it depends on taste too, like what you're looking for, yeah. like what makes because some people will be like the quality of the book kind of separate from my opinion. And then some people will be like, well, it really depends on how much I'm thinking about it afterward and the like the way it makes me feel. And some people mm-hmm. are like, what is the quality of the writing? So like, you know, there's different ways to to judge. But um anyway, the yeah, Jane Eyre was just, oh, it was so good. Uh, I'm gonna give like a five second synopsis. Okay, ready? A creepy woman fire nanny almost death love <laughs> that's my five second that's synopsis funny. of jane Eyre. <laughs> if you are intrigued you should be um yeah it's i think everyone knows what jane Eyre is about so i'm not gonna describe yeah. it but it's it's just phenomenal there's so many parts that i totally forgot about i did not realize how like set and like grounded this book is in like christianity it is really like yes they teach some like almost theological like so many principles so many like in the end rochester is not spoilers (laughs) spoilers (laughs) ahead rochester is literally like confessing his faith in god where he had been like an arrogant i'm not gonna say that word um an arrogant person (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it was just like huge redemption arcs all across the board it was just so good and like, Jane has to walk away from, like, horrible temptation and and really difficult, hard situations where she is forced to forgive people. And, like, that's a huge theme in the book, forgiveness. And, like, she literally almost starves to death at one point in the book. And she's, like, begging on a, a stranger's door. Like, that's, I mean, no, that's not what you think of when you think of Jane Eyre. And I, like, forgot about that. But, oh, my word, like, the emotion in this book.
1: <laughs> I feel like when I first started my bookstagram there were I was getting like reels and videos or whatever for scenes from Jane Eyre where she was like yeah dying
0: or whatever yeah. and I was like it, yeah it's just one that of seems the depressing it's not it's just no it's not I wouldn't say Jane Eyre is in general that depressing like it's definitely gloomy it's definitely a great fall rate.
1: all the Bronte stories are gloomy though yes
0: <laughs> I love um Okay, hot take, but I like the Bronte books more than Jane Austen.
1: Wow. I know. Speaking of lower ratings, I read, (laughs) finally finished the final Gambit. I did read it in two days. So it was. Yeah, you read it fast. However, I did not love it as much as the first two.
0: Okay, but explain this because you get you still gave it four stars which i know isn't the
1: most three exciting. well so it's it's four star i round up so it's four stars oh, right. on reads but it's three and a half stars personal rating because oh, i did like the puzzles up. i thought the puzzles were really well done yes i liked nash and xander's development a lot
0: i, yes, really, they I xander's, love xander xander
1: storyline I was almost crying. Granted, i had been reading for like four hours, so it's probably a little he like, loopy. He is
0: like the best character. He is. He that is, is not an opinion. <laughs>
1: he's the most stable <laughs> of the three four brothers. He he is just a sweetheart. He cares for everyone. Everyone loves him. Xander okay. was the best. So he he, best. he he kept the rating up, and Nash kept the rating. Like I liked how he was being protective of. Like Avery is now like this is mm-hmm. a little bit of a spoiler. So if you haven't read the other two, skip so my. So not skip like but the 15 seconds ahead. Avery's one of the Hawthorns now. Like he's a like brought her into the fold mm-hmm. and he's protective of her and Libby a lot. And I love that. Um, I liked the like I said, the puzzles. I loved the the Bible themed one That was really fun. I ended up like stopping oh, reading. I was, I looked that. up the reference, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's the radical son. And so then I'm then I'm trying to solve the puzzle with them. Like, okay, can I yeah. figure out who it is before they do? Oh, so, so like, that was a lot of fun. I yeah. didn't love the language, like, doubled yeah which i i'm not i didn't necessarily really bother me but i'm like i don't love this come on
0: guys like, like i'll read I'm... it
1: it wasn't anything like they never took the lord's name though
0: yeah maybe, maybe one
1: time and that's that's one that bothers me more than like like swear words and whatever like mm-hmm. that bothers yeah. me but it wasn't really in there at all um yeah that just got worse and then there was there's like a number of characters who were sleeping with each other and like they made it very clear they were sleeping with each other and i'm like
0: it was just like unnecessary. they didn't
1: like it didn't the add lot add lot. to the story.
0: And then there's a whole
1: love triangle thing. And one of my <laughs> friends was like, "But you know, she didn't really feel that way." I'm like, "No, I didn't because <laughs> she's dating this dude and she's sleeping with this
0: dude." Okay, spoiler.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying who, but she's having like an emotional affair with this his brother i'm just like i i mean i didn't love that i was like why why do i feel like can she she feel bad for him without having like a weird i want to kiss you thing like (laughs) and like maybe that was the point it was like the answer is yes you can (laughs) but like i feel like that didn't happen like it didn't come across that way in the book to me maybe other people Get it the other way that Avery's in love with so and so, and but it just it kind of bugged me a little like
0: bit. She is so like so much has happened to her. She hasn't had the best life, and now no. that she's going through all, everything that happens in like the first book and stuff, she is just so literally so unstable. She doesn't even realize it. And, and so that's why when you it comes shouldn't be dating it, anyone. I know. I those know. Those three. Right?
1: <laughs> those three. The love triangle. I'm like, you guys should not be dating Y'all,
0: anyone until you get some, some therapy for <laughs> yes. Okay, I support that so hard. <laughs> Jennifer That's Lynn what... Barnes, we're talking to you. Give your characters some I'm therapy. Reading,
1: I'm reading Brother Hawthorne now, and I'm like, yeah, you guys still need therapy. <laughs> like okay, four seriously, of you. no spoilers
0: on that one because I've read that. No, yet.
1: no, I just started it. And it's, I'm kind of like paused on it because I'm just right. like, I don't know. This one like, kind of didn't get me be in the mood. Bit. But I did, like I said, the puzzles are good. It was a. Semi-satisfying conclusion because, granted, we're getting like another trilogy that's connected to this one, so I don't know if it's gonna like the plot of the three is resolved ish in this one. But it's interesting. So the epilogue again, skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. The epilogue mentions the greatest game, which is the title of the book after the brother Hawthorne. Oh yeah. And so I wonder if the epilogue ties into what's gonna happen in Brother Hawthorne and that series.
0: Maybe. So cool. I'm interested.
1: I'm and in, I'm invested. I'm still invested. I will continue to read the oh, series yeah. cuz I love the characters. I love the brother yeah. Is it a trope? I don't know. Brotherhood trope or whatever. Like it's very fun. There the first um there's a prologue in Brother Hawthorne with them as little kids and it was <gasps> like I didn't know yes! I did this, but it's beautiful. I'm so excited. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm still invested, but this one just I just felt as a series finale, it was not as solid as the first two. Mm. even even the storyline wise the puzzles were fun but like storyline wise it just felt a little out of left field for Mm. me yeah so it was three and a half four on goodreads because you can't do half stars on goodreads anyways i can
0: understand that um not the half stars thing that's stupid um i can understand (laughs) the the lower rating i think i gave it about the same let me see what I again it's just interesting
1: after the first two I loved them so much and I read them like back to back and just love yeah. the characters. To have something like this one, I'm just like, it doesn't feel the I same. I don't know what it was with it. Maybe it was and seasonal it's a, life.
0: And it's a Goodreads 2022 Yeah, it
1: winner. won the Reader's Choice for 2022.
0: Yeah, I gave it four stars too. The next recent read I'm going to talk about is called the library of lost and found by Phaedra Patrick don't ask me why I'm speaking like this well maybe because um <laughs> this book is set in English so. <laughs> but this wasn't even an English accent that was just like snotty um okay so I have read one and reviewed on this podcast another book of Phaedra Patrick I read um the messy lives of book people that's what it's called that's yes I, I was liked, like, you that- tell me
1: the author, I will not remember.
0: <laughs> I liked that one so much more than the Library of Lost and Found. Um, the Library of Lost and Found was written in 2019, and the other one is 2022. Okay, so that makes sense. So this one's older. and But it wasn't just like the writing quality. I don't know. Like, it wasn't bad. I give it three stars. So it wasn't, you know, bad. It just wasn't good. <laughs> so we follow. But, Okay with that said, before I get into the description, I don't think that it's a book that no one will like. Like, I think some people will really like it and give it four or even five stars. Um, it just wasn't really for me. So uh, we follow Martha Storm, and she loves books. She works at this library, but she is an enormous people pleaser. She cannot say no to people. So yeah, Anna is raising her hand. I know, me too. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. But she's like crazy people pleaser. Like, people know and they take advantage of her. So they'll be like, hey, can you do my laundry? She'll be like, Yeah okay like- I don't
1: know if I would be that
0: <laughs> that people pleasing. yeah me. so she Wait, just no, go do your own laundry I know I know so she basically kind of split her life apart to which this is a very noble thing but she took care of her parents for like nine years before they died which mm-hmm. is very nice but it kind of tore her life apart and now she's still living in their old house she has like boxes of their stuff that she can't get rid of and she has like all of these projects from different people lying around that she just works on in her free time so like I don't know just not in the best setup in the world but she really wants to work more at the library and the guy who owns the library is another word i can't say a jerk Ha, <laughs> yeah, that's the word i was thinking of
1: <laughs> i'm sure
0: yeah so she basically is very you know rule oriented she's very list oriented she has this book club and she's like, got to talk about the book because she gets really annoying people get distracted but this <laughs> book is like undoes that in her so it through the process of the book she becomes less and less of people pleaser and there's like one scene that i really like and it's basically her saying no for the first time And she like declares it and it's epic. I love that scene. Um, But the more important plot of this book is she believes that her grandmother is dead, but it turns out there's something suspicious going on because she gets delivered this book that um, she opens it and there's like a um, dedication inside. And her grandmother had signed this book several years and dated the book for several years after she was supposed to be dead. So Martha's like, "Um, I'm sorry, what? Like Excuse I can do me. <laughs> math, that's not correct. And she opens the book and she realizes that the book is full of the stories that she told to her grandmother when she was a kid because she and her grandma and her grandmother would make up all these stories together. Isn't that cute? Yeah, so she's like, oh my word. And so throughout the book, we get several chapters from her mother's perspective when Martha and her sister were were little girls so what the family was like so we kind of get the background information as we're learning more about her family life so it's really interesting it was different and interesting and bookish but I don't know you know, it just didn't really hit that spot for me. It was it was kind of weak, and I I no, yeah, there's definitely
1: books like that that are that are good for a seat like a certain season. If you're not in that mm-hmm. season, you don't absolutely love them, which are ones yeah. I usually put down and wait until I feel like I'm more in the mood for it. Because yeah, I, I you're better at like finishing them, whether or not you're like totally into them. I'm just like this is boring. I'm not wasting
0: my time. I'll read it later. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. Well, this one I don't think this one was a time thing. I don't think I would have given it. I did enjoy reading it. But I just, I wouldn't I wouldn't read it again. I wouldn't buy this book. And four stars for a book is usually a book that I would buy and like okay. keep and maybe read again. And three stars is like, no, I would not buy that. I would not read that again. And I would hesitate to recommend it. But it just depends on what you like. And if you really like Pedro Patrick, yeah. like, then, then maybe you'll like this. But yeah, I really like her other book, The Messy Lives of Book People, like much more.
1: So my last recent read was actually a... Audiobook series. So it was like okay. all, the whole series in one audiobook. Um, oh. and it was called The Magical Beans Rehabilitation Center by KM Shea. Okay. to preference. This one was written before her Magiford series, and I think it shows. Oh. <laughs> so basically, this girl, she's in high school, she's a sophomore uh-huh. in high school, and she accidentally discovers that their substitute teacher is a vampire. <gasps> Love. And okay, continue. Her her new classmate is a werewolf and he is, like, the handler for this um vampire (laughs) who's trying to be rehabilitated to be able to live among people, like, an actual, like, among humans, basically.
0: Bloodsuckers rehab. Yeah, so,
1: like, he has to drink tomato, like, in the world that she's created, they drink tomato juice and it combats their desire for blood, but Dave absolutely hates tomato juice and so when she, when Morgan walks in on Faye who's the, not Faye? that was the guy's name hold on the werewolf yes because i listened to it so i don't have like the the name oh yeah more visual so it was morgan Faye, morgan l Faye, it's just hilarious because i just think that's funny so the whole first book i listened to it at like bedtime to like wind me down and help me fall asleep or whatever and oh, the yes. whole first book Vampires i'm listening to it sleepy. well because it's just goofy it's literally like a like a what did i call it in my review it was like a slice of life of her discovering this center called the Magical Beings Rehabilitation Center that's under the Union Station in Chicago. It's like hidden okay, down there. Cute. And so <laughs> she ends up in the the doctor, like the, one of the doctor guys who like rehabilit. he's a wizard. He rehabilitates the, the different magical creatures. And it's like, we've never had an actual human here to like teach our our students about human life. So he basically like enlists this girl to help teach all of these magical beings about real life. And so but like the first book had no real plot because at first it's like she's going to get her memory wiped. Right. Like and not remember anything about the MBRC at all and just go back to normal life. Well, that happens like the fourth of the way through the book. And then hmm. this character named Devin, he's called the Puka, and there's he's there's the whole thing with him. That's weird. Anyways, but he he and some of the other magical creatures, like, she needs her memories back, we miss her, or whatever. So they help her remember and like destroy that. But then there's still like three-fourths of the book left where there's no real plot. She ends up getting oh. a class and teaching this elf or whatever. There's like this whole thing. And so, like, that's fine. Whatever. She gets kidnapped by some goblins who also the <laughs> It, it's a Ugh, whole boring. thing it's a whole thing <laughs> so that was book 1 and so i gave that a three stars cuz i was like there's no real plot it was fun like i enjoyed it and it was like not super yeah like you didn't have to focus too much to figure out what was going on so that's fine book 2 actually had a plot so it is it it fast forwards she's now a senior in high school because Mm -hmm. of reasons (laughs) romantic interest reasons oh that she couldn't be in high school because it would be weird anyways so she's now in high school she's a senior in high school and she's not sure if she wants to continue working at the mbrc or not she's now teaching like multiple classes and she has friends who are teaching the class like elf friends and whatever but there's this like crazy lunatic dark elf who hates humans and he wants to destroy all of you like human Same. connection with the magical beings or whatever oh, just and so she's getting like attacked by this guy and whatever because she's like the one human like fully blooded human at the MBRC, yeah. and he doesn't like that and he thinks rehabilitating them makes us weak or whatever makes us like the humans or whatever Mad so blood. there's actually a plot and she's like her life's in danger but then there's all of her things she supposed to do at the MBRC, and then her friendships or whatever so like yeah. that one was good I gave that a four star um, it's still I don't know there was just something that wasn't I don't know I wasn't like invested in it
0: yeah it was just a fun listen it was it was
1: fun like if you're looking for a light fantasy read that's just like goofy as heck like
0: if you those two are really good and werewolves to put you to sleep at night
1: (laughs) but it's funny because it's like teenage teenagers right so it's like all the angst of like teenagehood with magical powers
0: and it's just super funny I enjoyed it a recipe for disaster or a lot of fun (laughs) Okay, so next we're going to have a little fun section. So I guess we need to bring up the elephant in the room. This is the last episode of season one. Isn't that crazy?
1: When did we start?
0: What month? January. We Was it
1: January? Really? Yes. Wow.
0: Okay. I know. We are so excited for season two at least i'm so excited for season two i'm really excited for the changes we're making i think it's going to stay really true to the same spirit the same goals you know the same types of conversations but it'll be a little different a little more yeah. i don't know hopefully
1: the episodes will be a, like a tiny bit shorter
0: yes for sure because we I like, like to wait. ramble and i'm we're gonna try and like yeah stay on topic make it more concise and i think Our goal for the episodes for each to be like 45 minutes ish Mm -hmm. in season two. So, yeah, we have some fun new segments and some of the same stuff, and it'll be a lot of fun. But we're going to take a little break and we will be back though. Don't worry. (laughs) So, what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk about reviews and we're going to talk about funny reviews from Goodreads. So, we both went on to Goodreads and we did some hunting and we each found a few really funny goodreads reviews that just people left on on books and we're just gonna read them out loud and talk about them
1: i tried to find ones that were like just a couple lines long because i thought they were fun i feel like a lot of the the one-liners were like funny because it's like the person's like how can i like just bash this book in oh yeah one sentence (laughs) like in a
0: haiku (laughs) yeah mine are (laughs) so funny i have a few longer ones but i'm just reading like the first sentence or two from them Okay, I'm going to go first, and I'm just going to read the review, and then I'll let you know what book it's from. And just a heads up, this is not a book that I've read. <laughs> okay, Um. also, it's not going to be, like, surprising because the author's name is in the review, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hmm. I actually think this is really a sweet review. Dear Sean Tan, I would please like to come and live inside your head. Failing that, can you build an amusement park outside my house? Hearts of Flowers, Gina. <laughs> I love this review. <laughs> What's the book? It's called Lost and Found, and it's by Shantan. Chantan is a really um, famous author. He has a very specific flavor of book. I haven't read any of his books, but I have several on my want to read list. So yeah, this person's, this is, Gina is obviously very passionate about Shantan and wants to live inside. His, his head. head. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right. What's your first review? I don't
1: know if I'd want to live inside. Being an author myself, I'm like, I don't think I want to be inside any author's head. That oh no, that I think
0: I would spontaneously combust if uh-huh. any more authors were in my head.
1: <laughs> so I'm trying to decide which one I want to do first. Okay. This is a one-star review, and it says oh, no. hatred is too strong an emotion to waste on this literary twilight. <laughs> it's a classic. Wait. It's okay. Pred- I have to-
0: Oh, oh you- it's and oh, uh, Reju- <gasps> That is near Dude, heresy.
1: So many. Because I, I just looked at one star reviews because I thought they were, I think one star <laughs> reviews are hilarious. Because it's like, clearly you're not the target audience for this book.
0: I found a few Pride and Prejudice reviews and I, I read a lot of bad ones too.
1: This one was so funny though. I was like, it's a literary twilight. And I was like, I could see that. I could
0: see that. I'm going to read, since I have a Pride and Prejudice review saved as well i'm just gonna read that one next <laughs> uh, i this is a five-star review clearly we oh, went okay. different paths but <laughs> I, think this, I think this review is great so this is by troy so thank you troy for contributing your review <clears throat> i was forced to read this by my future wife i was not however forced to give it five stars <laughs> well said oh, troy we applaud so you cute. we love you troy <laughs>
1: So she forced you to read it and you loved it. Imagine yes. that.
0: Isn't that great?
1: <laughs> That's adorable.
0: I loved that review.
1: <laughs> All right. This is another classic. I did mostly classics, but it okay. says, if I played a drinking game for every time I heard the word bosom, I'd be insanely <laughs> wasted.
0: <laughs> oh, my word.
1: Followed by another review for this one. This is the one I had two for. Okay. It says, Puritans are boring, even when there are lies, cheating, and sex it's the scarlet letter everyone <laughs> which i could not read i couldn't read it in high school i hated it oh my I was gosh like, i, I read book. the spark notes version um I think so i, I just thought it. that was funny i was like people were like this book is so weird that's
0: oh it is weird it's very weird <laughs> it's disturbing it's, a disturbing it's so book. scary it is very truth revealing though it sheds some necessary it is. light okay <laughs> this one is I'm just gonna read it. A fun fact about me is that I'm the worst. I am anti-smile, anti-joy, anti-positivity. The end part of the nightly news where they try to tell a nice story rarely gets more than a wow, late stage capitalism is depressing for me. I never watch animal videos on the internet and in fact, hate movies about animals, whether they talk or not. I cannot watch children's content because it's too sweet. And stories like this one don't really work for me. (laughs) i loved this i actually don't know what this is for because i didn't get the book in the um um screenshot but i know it's one of frederick bachman's books okay um and i have read frederick bachman before and i i like i like his work for the most part but i just think it's great it just starts out very strong (laughs) so
1: you are not the target audience for this book ma'am clearly not I'll do the one that my friend sent me for uh, a very popular book series. See if you can guess it, Kirsten. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I didn't read the whole thing before. So I'm just going to read the first two lines. Okay, I'm ready. An illiterate 19-year-old straight up kills a guy and is outraged when there are consequences. Her punishment is living in a mansion with a hot mare and hanging out with his friend, the nicest guy in the world and the only character I care about in this series.
0: Okay, give me a minute. This is really popular? You have
1: not read it, I don't oh, think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's all over book talk. It is like the book talk book. I can read a little more.
0: Yeah, to... read a little bit more. Okay.
1: I'm not going to say the name, because then you'll know. This is a tragic turn of events for this girl, as it separates her from her life as an indentured servant to her crappy family, who's going to take care of her deadbeat dad, her personality-proof younger sister, and this character's, uh who's Satan's apprentice. One day, what? a generically handsome man appears, and all of Book Talk developed a bat fetish overnight. Do you know what it is now? A bat fetish. Bat fetish.
0: Bat. Is it like some so, Twilight knockoff? It's
1: a it's a fairy book. Some stuff fairy happens book. as this character ends up in the Triwizard Tournament from what? Hell, where she has to outsmart a worm. This character then struggles but eventually triumphs due to severe interference from outside sources. This goes on for five books. The fan base for the series is the size of a largest army. And if you say something negative about this character, they will hunt you down and ruin your
0: life. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> oh my word i should have known <laughs> so funny. i should have known that's on me <laughs> The oh try wizard
1: tournament from hell i was like that. i i don't have any desire to read these books at all
0: oh, but i just either. think this
1: is so this like this synopsis is so funny i'm like that's i wish i could so write great. like this kid this person still gives gave this book three stars but it's just a review of it is so funny
0: i wish okay i don't want jacket copy to actually like make books sound horrible but i wish jacket copy was more like creative like that because i feel like sometimes when i'm at a bookstore i'm picking up all these books and reading the backs of them to find out what they're about i feel like they all just like blur together and it's like the same thing over and over again i need you to actually tell like give me a flavor of the story which
1: is why the cover we do judge books by their covers because the cover tends to tell you more about the story sometimes mm-hmm. than the black blurb. yeah back blurb sometimes. and if I'm not interested in the cover I'm not going to pick it up and turn around and read the back blurb and that's why like the tags on book covers are like on the final yeah. gambit right it says riddles upon riddles secrets upon secrets winner takes all like mm-hmm. that that intrigues you more than necessarily accurate, the yeah. back um the back cover
0: or the mm-hmm. inside flap or whatever so you can say a lot more with less. Yes, and I
1: thought this was hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, this review is about a is um, <laughs> about a, a classic too. So you can oh no. try to guess it if you want to. Ahem reader gaze upon my tortured physiognomy and answer me one question that I shall pose to thee in the languid torpor of the drooping sinister twilight of my soul one which surely reveals more of my own humble quakerish origins unappealing countenance and begs you as my interlocutress to satisfy my curiosity why is it (laughs) Is it Jane Eyre? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> okay, so uh, a little bit later. This is a nugget of review, by the way, if you didn't get that. Um, and it's so funny because keywords like tortured physiognomy and torpor and sinister and Quakerish, things like that. Those are real words used in the book. So this is not a stretch oh, at so all. she's just
1: like she's just like, this book is ridiculous. Like, Rochester
0: actually speaks like this. Oh. on a daily basis See, this is
1: why i couldn't do it i don't but it's like having funny. to figure out what the heck they're talking about no,
0: it's, it's explain it's you can it's not that hard to understand especially if you listen to it i feel like it's easier but later like um a little bit farther into the review the person says that the book is like reading 507 pages of needlepoint <laughs> i just think that's like i didn't feel that way but i thought that was a funny way to put it so this
1: is a three-star review Publishers have my sympathy. If I tried to put myself in the place of an editor picking this manuscript from the pile, I can say with some certainty that I would not have recognized it as the ticket to a multi-billion dollar prize. I would have thought to myself that it was a good fun read, revisiting the magic school trope and doing a fine job for children's in the 8 to 12 range. If I hadn't had anything better laid on my desk, I might have published it. But then again, like quite a number of publishers, I might have passed in favor of a book I liked better. Is this
0: charlie the chocolate factory or something what is this harry potter and the sorcerer's stone what <laughs> harsh i harsh. feel like i
1: kind of agree with him though yeah i couldn't i couldn't Thank read you. it no i started it i started it that's not the same no i i think i missed the age range like same thing with um percy jackson because mm. those were two series oh, my, my God, parents were not like gung-ho on me reading as a kid i read them in high school or like right out of high school and yeah. i just i i missed the demographic
0: yeah yeah loving it and i didn't read harry potter until like the beginning of high school but mm, loved it so love it i, and I don't Tracy know Jackson it was I too it was too weird for me okay fine maybe isn't it like later in life you'll pick them up again maybe like 20 years and you'll be like we'll oh, see comfort, we'll rate. See. There comfort oh, my word. okay this book I had not heard of I think I put it on my want to read list actually because it looks, <laughs> really interesting. The review. <laughs> it looks like a book that you would like Anna okay ready yes do you wish a hot ghost was your boyfriend of course you do <laughs> Rachel Moore's the library of shadows is everything I adore wrapped up in a shiny little bow blah 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 blah, <laughs> isn't, blah, that, blah, blah, blah. isn't that great <laughs> you do of course you do yeah so i'm pretty sure like the cover is like this girl holding a book in a library and there's like a guy who's like half translucent sitting (laughs) (laughs) so it's like a typical book except he's like see-through he's he's see-through yeah okay your turn
1: i'm i'm thinking of giving this a one-star rating but since this is written for children i raise it to two stars just for consideration (laughs) what that's the wonderful wizard of Oz that's funny it that book is weird as heck like I I enjoyed it
0: but it is it's weird it's weird yeah
1: Yeah. and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense like the big I feel like a lot of films classics are like that though but like the big plot thing is like Dorothy getting home like through the whole thing yeah but like there's so many random like one like not one-offs but like just things happen for the sake yeah, of happening and it's trails. so weird Anyway, but it's
0: almost like kind of like alice's adventures in wonderland it's almost like the point of the story is all the which stuff.
1: makes them really fun for like i think that's why alice and like peter pan and things like that mm. are becoming more popular for retelling purposes one thing they're in the public domain now right and yeah. two because you could do anything with them i think that's why fairy tales in general yeah you can do retellings or Inspired by it's or, more about can you the mean stories, or, or, it's than the, the characters, plot, yeah, yeah, and, and the, the and the it's like it's like this was a childhood classic, and now I'm a teenager or a young adult and I can reread it in a new
0: way. Can you hear the ice cream truck?
1: It's only when you talk because I think the mic is set on like, yeah, like voice detection, so when you talk, yeah. it then hears the ice cream truck in the background.
0: So this is Wuthering Heights. And I'm gonna read two reviews for it that I found amazing. Wuthering Heights is like the perfect material for funny reviews. So this is a three-star review. How to win over a girl. Go down on your knees and say, be mine or else, Heathcliff style, this is the spoilers, wait for both of your spouses to die and then force both of your kids to marry each other as a part of your decade-long revenge plan and gain control over everything. Rest in peace, Catherine. That is literally Wuthering Heights. Yeah, Anna is shocked right now. That's disturbing on so many levels. Oh my gosh, this book is disturbing. Okay, and then the other review is Wuthering Heights by Emily Bratte. Vile people are mean to one another. The end. (laughs) But isn't that like 80%
1: of classics?
0: Like I'm thinking all of
1: Dickens are like that.
0: You're not wrong. We're going to talk about, this is our last autumnal Uh, not our last autumnal book recommendation but our last of our autumnal uh, series that closes up season one so we have some spooky books to talk about
1: i have read all of these but one so i'm going to preface with that there's one that's on my tbr for this halloween season
0: i'm so excited
1: this is one i mentioned a while ago on the podcast and i had to Buy myself a hardcover copy because I am an, endorsed it. So I'm in my little endorsement is in the front. But this is um Where Darkness Dwells by Andrea Renee. Pretty. This book is I cannot wait for book two. In my Goodreads review, I believe I described it as the giver-ish vibes meets mm-hmm. like fantasy elements because they're in a world where It Mm. is always dark. They live in darkness. And then they have these, like, there's a lot of fantasy, like, lingo in it. But, um, like, mushrooms that glow. And that's how they light the world. But then there's these monsters who are coming in. um, And they demand um, a gift of the soulless. Which is their um, glowing animal spirit things, almost. And they glow. And they go out and they hunt one a year. And um, sacrifice it to the dark. Demon creatures, and then they're satisfied for the year. Well, this year they're not Uh-oh. And they back, and so there's this whole thing. And this, this girl um has like an inner light, and people can sense it about her and see it, and whatever. And her dad's terrified because that's how her mom died it was because she had this like inner light. And like, there's just like, this whole thing, and it's so good and it's so creepy. So good. And there's this creepy, like, bad guy, and then there's multiple POVs, and it's so fun, and it's like very classic fantasy feeling yeah and creepy and like the darkness and the whole like you know the light is stronger than the darkness and i love that allegory so much it's like one of my favorite and the the like get the hardcover guys because it's (gasps) gorgeous oh
0: my gosh that's so autumnal too yes leafy forest like a forest they they live in what's called
1: the Val. so it's like and then like the pages hold on each chapter heading has like (gasps) The, the glowy mushroom things that have a name that I
0: can't remember because it's been a while since I read it I love just... when pages are randomly black with white text yes that's yes so and cool. I, she did
1: that for each chapter, chapter oh my gosh and horrible. so it's just stunning and it's a debut and I love it and I can't wait for more from this author because it was just super fun
0: wow well but I it it's was. already on my tbr so <laughs> <laughs> yay I did my job <laughs> well done okay I am going to, I'm just going to get this one out of the way because I'm rereading it right now and it's has some disclaimers. So if you are (laughs) sensitive to profanity or talk about sex, like conversations about it and like just more spicy i don't know not an anna book (laughs) it's not anna book no it's not for anna um like there's not actually a ton of like debauchery there's like Mm -hmm. one scene and it's very vague i know that was like the weirdest (laughs) biblical (laughs) debauchery yeah there's like one scene that's very big but a lot of like the conversation a lot of the way that the book is presented is just a lot like rougher and more risque this sounds horrible so far <clears throat> let me finish please don't judge me this book. <laughs> um yeah so those things and then if you don't like murder who doesn't like murder everyone likes murder i mean i listen to true crime so yeah exactly okay and this is fiction so i hope (laughs) (laughs) okay also another disclaimer everyone in on the internet recommends this book for fall okay i just have to give my opinion because it's one of my favorite books oh that sounds so bad i promise i'm a good character (laughs) Um, this book is called If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. I know a thousand people right now are like, oh my gosh, stop talking about this book. This book is so good. This is my second read. I'm reading it right now. It is spooky, basically, theater school. Okay. It's almost like cultish. Shakespeare, they only do Shakespeare. It's partly theater. You know, there's art students, there's choral students, all of that. And very much found family like there's six students who are like this found family together and because throughout the four years that you're at this college you get basically kicked out like a ton of them get kicked out so there's only six people in the theater group at the on the the fourth year but then they graduate and you know they have like so many possibilities ahead of them because it's so rare to graduate from the school even if you are let in so oh my word this book is so good there's a murder kind of there's someone who dies um you start out with the main character this isn't a spoiler the first chapter the main character is getting released from jail basically and you're like what and it's in the future and then you go back so the whole time you know that he was in prison for 10 years but you don't know why and you're just following around his life as a college student and it's just there's one scene that I love so much I literally could read the scene over and over again they do this thing every year where they put on certain scenes from a Shakespeare play, which I love Shakespeare by the way. If you can't tell, I love I've read a ton of Shakespeare, I love him. Um I'm definitely overdue to read another one because I have not read all of his works. They do a few scenes and every year, you know, the fourth year students get an envelope that says their part and what scenes. They get a cue script, which is basically all of your lines with their cues. So you don't get the rest of the scene. So you're just listening for your cue and then saying your line. So you don't know who's playing who. You don't know like what you're doing or what you'll be wearing or what's going to happen or where you will be, you just memorize your lines. And so it's the six of them and they're doing Macbeth. And basically it's in the woods at nighttime and all of the students are the audience and they're out on the beach. And so some of the students are hidden under this canoe in the water. And so they come rising up out of the water and no one knew they were there. so spooky and then one of the characters like the main character literally has to get dunked in fake blood so he's like covered in fake blood the whole night because macbeth oh my word i (laughs) love that scene so much it's so spooky it's so good it's so it's just full of shakespeare and oh ah. okay i'm done this book is amazing um don't read it if you are sensitive to all of the things (laughs) that i said (laughs) like anna like anna
1: (laughs) So this is a standalone called Nightmare City by Andrew Clavin. I'm going to say it. I'm right saying it wrong. But I I love all of his books. He wrote the Homelander series, which I've talked about on here. They're all very spooky. Like that one too. Um, The character wakes up and doesn't know what's going on, basically. And in this one, the character wakes up and he's in his town, but it's completely empty. There's no one there. There is a strange fog over everything and there's something in the fog and it's like closing in on his house Ooh. and he doesn't know what's going on. That's and so scary. He um I remember this he gets a phone call from his girlfriend and she's like you need to get to this monastery that's supposedly haunted and um <laughs> the solution to that, everything. That, that the answer is in that monastery but he he keeps hearing like voices, he doesn't know what's going on, he has to figure out what's going on before it's too late. It's so good. I remember reading this like, good. in high school and I loved it because I'd read the Homelander series and loved that series so much. Uh, made me want to learn martial arts and then I gave up because it was too hard. But <laughs> um, this one, uh, I picked it up by the author and it was like just a standalone and it was so good. He writes such good mystery thriller, like contemporary ones. And th- these are his YA ones and they're so good. So I recommend this one for a spooky fall and again i love it that it's a standalone so you can read it and then you're yeah. done and you don't it doesn't drag on for like forever so nightmare city cool. by Andrew clavon or Cla- clavin or I don't whatever i don't know how to clavon. say it <laughs> i don't know how to say
0: it it's k-l-a-v-a-n if you're yes. and also will to be in the show notes. notes. yeah <laughs> yeah i just edited it to my tbr so good read that yeah.
1: but the cover is just really fun too it's very spooky
0: yeah it was spooky it's like the fall and the monastery and him running nice. away I would read that. Yeah. So, my next spooky autumnal recommendation is a much, much gentler, child friendly recommendation. It's, I think it's technically in middle grade, but I definitely put it in the upper middle grade region. Like, it's not middle school angsty or anything like that. So, this book is called Serafina and the Black Cloak. This is a series. It is so good. I think, yeah, I read the entire series. Yes. Oh my word. I love this series. So we basically follow Serafina. She is the daughter of the mechanic, I think for, or the mechanic or the electrician, or I don't remember, Um, for the Vanderbilt. So you know the Vanderbilt mansion in North Carolina, the actual Vanderbilt family. It's like a fantasy based on that, their family and their mansion. And the whole premise is that they're, the woods surrounding their houses are full of like magical creepy creatures and stuff like that but not that's not like a known thing it's just we discover all of these creepy things that are existing in the woods throughout you know the series so this is a magical book and she basically learns that she can turn into a panther i know this is so weird so far and it is it sounds, weird Sounds like someone was uh on something yeah. when i wrote it
1: no. saying oh, just
0: wait just wait um, so she <laughs> becomes. Because- uh, I don't know if get it gets worse. It's a little wilder. <laughs> she she becomes best friends with the Vanderbilt's son, Brayden. So they become really close. And there is a few elements of truth about the Vanderbilts. And I think it just maybe explains some of it in the book. Um, like what's true and what's not. And um, this, mis- I'm pretty sure there's a the house party at the house and like this mysterious figure in a black cloak shows up and all these creepy things start happening in the forest and she has to like untangle this mystery. It's really good. And then in the other the other the rest of the series is really good too i don't i actually read the first book in one sitting it's not that long so it's very lively it's very fun i really like the father daughter bonds through it and like you know that relationship i really like the friendship in it you know seraphina and braden they are friends and you know maybe there's a little bit of like that puppy love spark but not really like i think in the last book a little bit when they're older But Mm -hmm. it's really just a pure, beautiful friendship. I love their friendships. Okay, I will say, if you don't like middle grade, you might still like this book because it is so intense without being (laughs) YA. Like, in one of the books, it literally starts out with her waking up, buried alive.
1: (gasps) Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) I thought I would die too. I was like, no, but it was actually okay. Like, she gets out. Don't worry. She gets out. I'm yeah, not even claustrophobic, it's, but it's I'd... scary. But reading about it isn't that bad. Seraphina, she's very brave. She's a very, very brave person, and that just like allows the book to be so full of wild adventures. And the fact that mm. she can become a panther, it works for her, not against her. So mostly, so it's. Oh, I love this series. It's so beautifully done. It's spooky and it's wild, but it's still. Not too much, so yeah, that is Sarah Fina and the Black Cloak by Robert Bt.
1: So my next spooky read, I have talked about on here before, I think, or maybe I mentioned it, I don't know, but it's The Heart Mender <clears throat> by V. Romus Burton. I have the new the new cover from. It's Colin beautiful. Climb. I love this book. I love the spookiness of it. I love the elements of the seven deadly sins. I love. The idea that your heart has value and yeah. what or who you give it to is important. Yes. And it is so beautiful. And this one is love so love good. Her. Yeah, the whole series is really fun for Autumn. I think the ending isn't my favorite of the series, but I do love the, the allegory through it all. and I love the. Yeah. I love Book 2 a lot for a certain character that you get to see more of. It's spooky and it's optimal really and just so fun to read in the fall with like a cup of coffee or tea and a blanket and yeah i'm pretty sure i've talked about it on here before so i'm not gonna give like a
0: whole synopsis do it in like two sentences
1: addie's heart is alive and she has to save her brother through a complicated magical magical trial
0: scary ghouls that trial. i would you. say
1: magical trials just say magical trial. yeah yeah but yeah and- i i love that part the different realms she goes into and has to like
0: face yeah. different oh gosh, it's
1: temptations. So it's so good. It's really, it really opens your eyes about some things. Yeah, book also one like, is definitely my favorite three. of the
0: three. I yeah, I feel the same way. It's like the setup and the structure. It wouldn't have worked to continue that kind of structure in the rest of the trilogy because it no. would have been repetitive. But it's just so good in book one. Next, I'm going to recommend a throwback. This is <laughs> by Frank Peretti. Whoa! I know. I know. Oh,
1: okay. This makes you sound horrible, but I'm not sure I've ever actually read a book by him.
0: It's okay. I've only read these two. So actually okay. I, I read most of or part of This Present Darkness because me and my dad were listening to it together when I was like in high school or something. I don't think we ever finished it.
1: I heard that one's really heavy.
0: I it was really heavy. And I, I don't I think I it. could handle that. <clears throat> I think you could handle it. You think so? Just from what I listened to. Yeah, I don't think it's that much heavier than even heartminder except it's real world i don't know i'd have to i'd have to read it again i'd have to read it now um and actually finish it so i can't give a final consensus on that but this book this is more for for teens so this is the hangman's curse this is a duology it's the hangman's curse in nightmare academy the cover is very spooky it's literally like spooky green like what you you know when like spiders eyes glow it's like that color this is basically you know if you know Frank Peretti you know that his books are wait I lied I've read many of his books because I read the Cooper kids <gasps> did you read that tr- that series you would have oh, loved yeah. it so good that sounds familiar
1: I might have I know I read Bill Meyer which him and him and Frank Peretti I think I've hmm. written some books
0: together probably maybe yeah. So this is about um two siblings. Are they I don't know if they're twins, but Elijah and what's the girl's name? Alicia. I know. And guess what their last name is? Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like white <laughs> and like fictional.
1: I read a book where there's Alicia in it and I kept reading it Elisha. And I'm like, no, that's not your name. You're yeah. Alicia.
0: You're a female. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's with an E. Yeah. So it's Elijah and Alicia, but it's spelled like Elisha. Uh-huh um and they're teenage twins oh they are twins and they have been okay this is gonna sound crazy but I remember really enjoying this but they have been secretly commissioned by the president I'm sorry they've been secretly commissioned by the president to investigate strange mysteries
1: was this published in the early 2000s yeah
0: yeah I was was like it out loud
1: it sounds like an early 2000s plotline. I don't know why. Okay,
0: look how spooky the inside illustration is. It's like a hangman because the hangman's curse.
1: It looks okay. like he is getting electrocuted. It's a demon.
0: Yeah, this book is full of spiritual warfare. That's basically what it's about. So it is really good. It's about spiritual warfare and it's about like scary things. Um. Yeah, 2001.
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't know why, but like the early 2000s were really into like the, the spy.
0: And including Genre? the president in fiction. Yeah. Basically, this is the Veritas project team. And it's like a secret undercover thing for the government. And they find out, um, Veritas, by the way, is a lot word for truth. So they basically investigate like the ha- the um activity of like demons and things like this. And this is from a Christian perspective. It's it's about spiritual warfare. Um, it's very good. It's very good. So um the hangman's curse is like one big spooky plot and then uh nightmare academy is i remember it being more intense but not quite as like ooh, i would a little spooky but yeah the first one is hangman's academy and i would totally reread this i remember it being really good and really like kind of convicting about being more aware of, of spiritual warfare and and yeah it was good all right what's next for you
1: all right this is one that's on my tbr and i mentioned okay. it in whatever episode we talked about recent purchases or oh, hopeful reads or whatever we talked but about tbrs yeah it's infernal fall by brian timothy mitchell basically this book is a modern retelling of dante's inferno and it won two realm awards this year at realm makers for cover design and i don't think it was debut i don't know what it was yeah it, it sounds fantastic it sounds super spooky and when like, are you
0: reading this because i am so curious about this book
1: i'm hoping to read it in the next couple weeks. I have I, okay. I got I got Final Gambit read, which was on my wanna read for fall. So this one I think I might read closer to like Halloween-ish, maybe. But yeah, Infernal Fall just sounds super interesting. Like it's not my typical genre. Yeah. But uh when I saw it at Realm Makers and like read the blurb, I was like, this sounds very intriguing. Yeah. So I got it um to to try it and see. Because okay. I do like I like some spookier things. It's just they're too heavy or depressing mm-hmm. for me then I get like in a funk and I can't function properly so yeah. we'll see but knowing I that it's a like... Christian book because that helps me yeah desire to read it more too when I know it's written by a Christian because mm-hmm. usually
0: there's hope and there's the a end. point like there's a yes, point to yes. all of the
1: suffering <laughs> yes and so I'm yeah. very interested in reading that
0: them i'm excited to read that too it's definitely on my list maybe when my i'm still on my book buying band by the way the only book i bought is is the late mrs willoughby for our buddy read that's it i feel like you
1: need to break it to buy the looking glass illusion because i really want no. you to read that i know
0: <laughs> maybe that will be like how i break it there we go the next book I'm going to talk about is Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Oh my word. I've been waiting months and months and months to talk about this book because I didn't read it in the fall. I think I read it last spring, but I really wanted to talk about it in the podcast and I did it because it's so perfect for autumn. I'm just going to give Anna a little preview of what this book looks like on the inside. Ooh, secret garden Yes. Okay. Secret garden, but like creepier, but not in the secret. I guess it's, I guess it is kind of like secret garden, but it's not as like, depressing a secret garden like the (laughs) art inside is literally gorgeous there's all these like gray and black pages it's so pretty the font is like I love books that are divided into parts look at that look at that illustration it's all like ink blot illustration so basically our main character is living at this boarding school for girls and she gets called away to her uh, relative's house I don't know about an uncle but a relative's house and They are like summoning her. They're like, we found out that you exist. We want you to come live with us. she gets there and no one was expecting her. They're like, we didn't know you were coming. And she's like, someone wrote me a letter telling me to come to this address and that they were my family. And they are family. This is her family, they find out. But no one knew that she was coming. No one asked her to come. And the the person who sent the letter is dead. This book is so good. There's basically this house and she starts living in and she is like this cousin and their friendship is like kind of enemies to friends and that's really good and there's basically the super spooky garden in the back and this is the kind of house that seems perfect like all of the flowers are perfect but there's something off you know Mm -hmm. like it's just there's something off like everything's a little too perfect it doesn't look real and she finds out that there's like this chaotic darkness that is haunting the house she basically finds out the house is haunted it's so well done i loved this book it's not so spooky that you know you're weeping in your bed at night (laughs) but like it's not like a jump scare or anything like that it's just like ooh, it's gonna happen this is kind of dark and gloomy and spooky but exciting and yeah i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the staff that was at the house i enjoyed the characters and i enjoyed just like all of the the interesting fantasy elements that come into play it is so good so yeah that is gallant by the notorious v.e schwab
1: my final recommendation is a crown of chains by aaron phillips it is very spooky it is a dark fantasy retelling of the story of esther oh so trigger warning there is a rape in it because okay. it's very true to yeah what a harem would have been like in bible times so it is not a love story it is like the dark reality of the actual yes. story of Esther and i love the story okay. it ends with hope it ends with Aww. hope the whole thing is very very dark and very sad there are a lot of moments when i was like what the heck is happening but it is it is just i don't know it captures like the heart of what Esther really did for her people
0: yeah. And
1: everything she mm. sacrificed in sounds, yeah. ending up in the palace and everything that happened to her. So it's it's definitely upper YA to I would almost classify it as like NA. Basically the main character is a fairy without wings. So oh. when she ends up in the the palace, the king doesn't know she's a fairy and her uncle tells her to not tell anyone that she's a fairy. But her uncle's also kind of a jerk um in the story, which is interesting cuz I don't I wouldn't have taken like not necessarily as a jerk but like sure. that's how the author spun it but it is very good I love it I'm so excited she has a second book coming out where it's a retelling of uh, like a dark core retelling of the story of Ruth I love that Ooh. one more I love this I one. love Ruth. I love a crown of chains but I love a Bond briar so much because there's a whole like redemption storyline in it and I love it that's but one that's coming a- out
0: that one's coming it. out. It's, okay.
1: it's supposed to be coming in the mail. I uh, beta read oh, it. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So it's coming. But um, I also, yeah, beta
0: read A Crown of Chains.
1: And it's very good. It's very spooky, very dark, very fun for fall. I'm excited. So, this
0: has been on my list for a while. So
1: did I endorse this one too, maybe? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, she marked it. I never realized that. She like circled it with hearts. Yeah, that's my, my fall spooky reads.
0: Nice.
1: Thank you for listening to Old Enough for Fairy Tales. I'm Anna, and you can find me on Instagram at Anna underscore Augustine underscore author.
0: And I'm Kirsten, and you can find me at bookishly underscore aesthetic on Instagram.
1: And you can find our podcast at Old Enough for Fairy Tales podcast on Instagram. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.